Welcome to another treatment of the International Sunday School lesson. Today's lesson is entitled, Jacob Called Israel. And it's taken from Genesis, the 32nd chapter, verses 22 through 32. And it's for the fall quarter, lesson number three, September the 18th, twenty. From Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for the Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at gospelmailbox.org. And now for today's lesson, here's Donnie Bryson. Now, a little background information. Today's story takes place after Jacob had cheated Esau on two separate situations. You remember Esau had threatened to kill his brother after his father Isaac passed away. So Jacob ran off to live in the land of Laban, his uncle. And that's where he fell in love with his two wives. He worked those years for his uncle Laban uh, for those two wives. And then he worked a little bit longer to have access to uh, the cattle. And so, and then uh, he had come to the conclusion that Laban was going to beat him out of uh, his wages, just as as the same way he had um, switched the wives around on him and had him work the extra time period. And so Jacob leaves secretively with his wives and his children and the cattle that he had gotten from Laban. And Jacob was heading back home to the land of his, that where Abraham and, and Esau were living. And so he knew that his brother Esau had threatened to kill him at the first opportunity. And so, um, Jacob sent a gift to Esau to try to appease him. And the story today is when Jacob is separated from his children and his wives, and Jacob is all alone and the night. And that pretty much what takes us up to today's story. Genesis 32, 22, and 23. The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. Now, one thing is for certain that we are absolutely positive that these events occurred when Jacob was alone. He was separated from his wives and his children 
and all of his servants and everything. But there's a little bit of a debate on exactly where he wrestled the angel at. Let me read for you what the pulpit commentary says. Himself remaining on the north side, although having once crossed the stream, it is not perfectly apparent that he recrossed, which has led some to argue that the wrestling occurred on the south of the river. I don't think it really matters much whether or not we think it was on the north side or the south side of the river at this crossing. The thing that is important, though, for us to, and, and important for the story is, the fact that Jacob was by himself and he, all of his goods and all of his children and his wives and his servants were separated from him. Okay? Genesis 32 24 and 25. And Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of, sock, out of joint as he wrestled with him. Now, you, there can be some debate on exactly who this man was referenced in the Bible was that Jacob wrestled with. Uh, you can, uh, there have been some who have asserted that it was an angel of the Lord. Uh, some have asserted that it was a pre-incarnate uh, of Christ that was there wrestling with him. Now, me personally, as I read the this these verses and read the other references in the scripture, I believe that that was a pre-incarnate Christ that Jacob wrestled with. But I won't debate and argue with you about that, but it, it makes more sense to me as I read this description and also the description that is elsewhere in the scripture. And they are, and, I, and then this is an important point, and I'm going to reference this and talk about this all through the Sunday School lesson. It's important for us to understand there are times where it feels like we are wrestling in prayer, that we are trying to prevail in prayer, that we are earnestly seeking an answer in prayer. And I picture Jacob's wrestling this this pre the pre-incarnate Christ at this point in time in his life in that same kind of way. You know, Paul said in Romans 15:30, I appeal to you brothers by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf. In, in Pentecostal circles, we have often talked about going to the altar and laying hold of the horns of the altar and praying through. And we need to have that kind of spirit in us in, throughout our lives. And especially in these troubling times that we 
that we are in in these days. We need to lay hold of the horns of the altar and pray through until we get an answer. And don't give up until we get an answer to pray through, to have that same spirit that Jacob had of wrestling with this angel. I will not let you go till you bless me. And that's the kind of spirit that we need to have. Okay? Genesis 32 and 26. Then he said, let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Amen. That's the spirit that we need to have in us. I will not let go until you bless me. We need to go lay hold of the horns of that altar. We need to pray through. Okay? Hosea 12, 3 and 4. In the womb, he took his brother by the heel. In his manhood, he strove with God. He strove with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought his favor. He met God at Bethel, and there God spoke with us. We need to get an answer. We need to keep on prevailing in prayer until we get unanswer. Sometimes those answers are hard to come by. Sometimes it may seem like the sky and the heavens are brass and our prayers are bouncing back down on us, but we need to pray through until we get unanswer. Folks, let me tell you something. We've got all this ungodliness that's, that has broke through in our country. We have got over a million Americans have died of COVID. We have had some hard times. The price of everything keeps going up. But we need to lay hold of the horns of the altar and pray through and get an answer. Get an answer. Keep praying, striving in prayer. And in our families, Sometimes we got a children that children that are straying from the fold. We've got grandchildren that are in a bad spot, but we've got to lay hold of the horns of the altar and pray through. We cannot give up. We have got to pray through and keep praying till an answer comes. Do give up, children. Don't give up. Because there is an answer, and we will be able to hear it if we pray through. I will not let go until you bless me. Genesis 32, 27 and 28. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Now, this is what Brother John Gill said about that question of, what's your name, Jacob? 
which question is put not as being ignorant of it, but in order to take occasion from it and the change of it to show that he had granted his request and had blessed him and would yet more and more. So that angel, that pre-incarnate Christ, knew everything. He knew what Jacob's name was. He knew the significance of that name. He wanted to remind Jacob of the significance of his name, Jacob. The usurper. And it's changed. It's changed. You have got a change of heart. You're a new creature at this point. That's part of the blessing. I'm making you a new man. And you're going to be different. Okay? Genesis 32, 29 and 30. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. And Jacob called the name of the place Penuel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life was been, has been delivered. That name, that name, that wondrous name. It's the same name that Isaiah was talking about in Isaiah 9 and 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, before the birth of Samson, Manoah, and Judges 13, 17, and 18, and Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, what is your name so that when your words come true, we may honor you? And the angel of the Lord said to him, why do you ask my name, seeing it is wonderful? And see, we have these instances of that pre-incarnate Christ in the Old Testament. And that's why I believe that the angel of the Lord that Jacob wrestled with was actually the pre-incarnate Christ. That's why I believe that. Because of when he asked the name and he was not given the name. Genesis 32, 31 and 32. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. Now, this is the only time this is mentioned in the Bible about this prohibition against eating the sinew of the hip that the Jewish Jewish people held to. But we know from uh, or from scholars who have studied the various writings of some of the uh, rabbis and the Talmuds and 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 that kind of thing, the Torgans and 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 those kind of things that 
it was a well-established rule that was taught in the synagogues of not doing that. And Jacob was left with this limp. It, it was with him till the day he died. And Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown make note of that, and they compare it to the blindness that Brother Paul carried with him as a reminder of that encounter with Christ. Because, you know, Paul had a weakness of the eyes even after his blindness was healed after the encounter on the road of Damascus. And so uh, Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown make note of the fact that that's the same thing, okay? Now, in conclusion, I just want to reiterate, reiterate the theme throughout this entire Sunday school lesson. Get a hold of the altar and keep praying until you pray through. I won't let go until you bless me. Don't flake out. Don't give up. Keep praying till you get an answer. And I want with everything in my heart to do the same thing. They are situations that I am struggling in prayer about that I want to make sure I keep praying till I pray through and get an answer. Okay? May that be the theme and the motto for all of us to keep praying until we pray through. Well, friends, good Lord willing, I'll be back with you next weekend.